0: Welcome to What You're Reading, Dude. It's Lisa, Jamie, Lauren. This is our time to catch up and share what we've been reading and inspired by, hoping to stir some deeper conversations. No one person has time to read every book or listen to everything, but we figure this is a good time to trade ideas, expand our horizons, and maybe inspire you as well. Just a reminder, this is for us, this is for fun, and we are not experts. Let's get into it. buddy. welcome to What You Reading, dude. <laughs> we are very fortunate today. We have another guest in the house. We are actually doing our first collab of sorts today. Crossover, crossover, yeah, yeah whatever you want to call it. So yeah, I think we will just kick it off and have her introduce herself. So Kendra Shay is a former co-worker of mine and is an interior designer in town and I will just let you do your intro because <laughs> <laughs> just keep Thanks. going. Thanks so Go I'm it.
1: Kendra and we're crossovering because I have my own podcast Design Over Drinks um, where I talk to interior designers and we get drunk and talk about design so it's fun because you know the farther you get in half the time the more drunk we are and you're like oh man these ladies are going at it so um but (laughs) yeah and I I, I'm a podcast listener and since as Lisa said we used to work together and I started listening to yours and I was like ah I want to be on I want to talk with these ladies and talk books and (laughs) tv and all the things out there so you know I just like talking
0: too I think is part of it
1: which is a how
0: we bonded <laughs> but also like we kind of started our different podcasts around the same time like i reached out to kendra at one point because it took us a while to like kind of get some of the logistics ironed out so hard. and yeah yeah starting like, a just, podcast is hard yeah,
1: it <laughs> is and like figuring out what to do and what order to do it in and then like how to get on the platforms is a whole situation yeah so that's mm-hmm. i think when lisa messaged me and i was like dude, I feel you. <laughs> like, yeah. What? Gosh. Yeah, it's not just like sitting and recording like that. that's this part and that's great but there comes a time where you know, then you have to edit it and my husband will be like, so my husband edits my podcast and always says to me like, don't do this or like, can you not do this because this is a pain or set it up this way so that it's, it's quieter so like Thinking about the other end, that, that it has to be edited, and then you have to put out visuals, right? That's the thing that you guys are really good at, and I suck at. So hats off to you guys! Is getting <laughs> that is I out. Was saying, that is all Lauren and Lisa Rockstar. It's,
2: it's way more work than it looks. Turns yeah, out.
1: Mm. yeah, it's so hard. Like even so, just for my my podcast, I literally just do like a picture of somebody holding a glass of something, and that's kind of it because any more than that as a business owner and the world as it is like that's my capacity so you guys did a great job with putting that out
0: thank you (laughs) i i don't know if you mentioned it but the podcast is connected to your business correct it is so because i'm a i'm an interior designer
1: that's what i do part of it for me was you listen to podcasts all the time and we're always talking to the giants of design and people have been designing for like 30 plus years and they are amazing and that's great and I love hearing what they have to say but there's also this set of designers and architects who are young you're just coming up you you're in the weeds most of the time you're just like creating documents and then shuffling out for other people and other designers and that's just like a different type of way to design or it's a different part of the design world that we don't talk about as much as I think we should and Mm -hmm. I think it's really important and then Young interior designers, we're this weird new profession somewhere between decorator and architect and landscapes we're trying to figure out how what we are and how do we talk about that and build our profession in a healthy way. Mm -hmm. So it kind of promotes my business, but it's also really just me, again, loving to talk and loving to talk about design is apparently my favorite thing. (laughs) So I could literally go on for hours.
0: Well, I totally hear it, though, especially as like a sole proprietor is that the right technically yeah
1: so i'm my own llc my i'm a sole proprietor of the business so yes yeah
0: so like i mean the podcast is like part of your brand you know it's part of your identity so if someone's coming to you it's like this is me this is all me so Mm -hmm. yeah talk design all the time so and i love i love the big picture i love the like the big
1: arcing thoughts about design so where what's where's it going what's it doing how are we helping and shaping our world with design that's my favorite part about it mm. so the big Love it. philosophical oh things
3: that's yeah. wonderful I'm yeah. you just seem like even right now talking about it you just seem so passionate about it I'm like god I miss being that passionate about things <laughs> yeah.
1: it was hard it took me a while to get there to be honest and even like that's for me design when I was working at other places, working at an office was it was bringing me down, and I had troubles finding that passion. And I still struggle with that. That is absolutely mm-hmm. a problem with me. I'm like, yes, I love design, but some days I'm like, "I hate this." <laughs> this yeah. <sucks."> <laughs>
0: yeah <laughs> you know so oh, I have but, bad days too. Yeah. But it's nice when you feel that passion again and you're like, "Oh yeah, this is real, this is why I'm here all right, well, we are going to pivot and talk about reading. So we kind of wanted to give the listeners like a, who is this woman? What does she read? What am I getting myself into right now? So <laughs> we, so to kind of help lay the base here, what would you say, like what media resources do you consume regularly or like to consume and wish you could consume more? Yeah. So I'm a... tv watcher i love tv same i I have a place
1: okay this can be controversial i like movies but i like movies that are a good like 90 minute story i don't want this like 20 billion movies to get to the story i want it a close 90 minute my favorite movie is the princess bride if that helps
2: oh hell okay here we go princess bride and
1: (laughs) it's my favorite book and my favorite movie is the princess bride it is one it is the same Mm, they Um, are the best they are the best and so for me, a good movie is like a good 90-minute tale, right? And what I love mm-hmm. about The Princess Bride is the movie is kind of like the cliff notes of the, the book. So if you've read the book, you know all the things that uh-huh. they don't have time for in that 90-minute adventure. And that's
3: mm-hmm. okay. See, I didn't, I like didn't even know there was a
1: book. So oh I've learned oh. something. The check. book is amazing. It it's is so hysterical.
3: Okay, okay. Mm-hmm. It is, I'll read it. Where
1: my humor comes from, it's where my writing style comes from. Like very oh, much a part of me, like Dang. comes from the books. I
3: haven't. I
2: think I read it in seventh grade, and I should read it again. It's been it's been too long. <laughs> yeah,
1: it's a fun read, and it's it's hilarious. the The writer of the book wrote the screenplay. Um, he also mm-hmm. wrote Butch Cassidy and the Sundance Kid. Mm-hmm. So, um,
3: oh wow, okay,
1: mm, um, and Misery, if you're into horror
3: i'm not but i've
0: heard of it so me either Won't yeah. that to watch them not the biggest horror crowd <laughs> ever, but.
1: only once yeah. a year once a year i yeah. allow one scary movie to be brought into my life because my husband loves them and i do not mm. so my solution is once a year we have scary movie night halloween and that's it and then i'm oh, done yeah. oh
0: yeah I think I like the idea of scary movies more than watching them like my imagination is just way too wild to handle them you know so yeah I feel some that. of them have really good storylines but I'm just mm-hmm. like no oh, I'm so, out
1: yeah so I'm definitely
0: more a tv
1: girl mm-hmm. for sure especially modern tv and then I love to read before bed that's my like I need to crash mm-hmm. and if yes. I'm gonna read it's usually some sort of like whodunit like we're following some FBI agent or cop like save the day somehow in some fake way with their fake like knowledge being able to read people I love that that for me is I love a good mystery so that's kind of my major stuff and then I feel like growing up I was a I was a fantasy and sci-fi reader and I feel like that stopped when I went to school I I stopped reading for fun and I kind of fell off that bandwagon and it's one of those like okay I got to pick those back up again it's been a long time it's time to kind of dive into that but life also is just so busy I don't always do that either yeah
0: (laughs) have you tried I'm kind of curious what it feels like picking up a genre you haven't touched in decades not yet I'm hoping like Christmas it'll get like we're
1: getting towards the holidays when we're recording this so I'm hoping, like, as work comes down, cross my fingers, I can kind of, like, delve into a series over the holidays and when it's easier yes. to, like, spend an afternoon, like, drinking oh, cocoa yeah. in front of my Christmas tree, being hokey and, being, like, oh my God. wearing socks, hanging with a dog to keep warm.
2: I yes. was going to ask, but you may have just answered this. Are there any genres that you would like to get into that you haven't of TV or
1: books <laughs> <laughs> tv i'll pretty much try anything once you know i love a good Definitely. sci-fi like when it comes to tv like i'm a trekkie i um, i stargate bab five i'm getting like deep into nerddom here but i will watch <laughs> all of those over and over again so i feel like i'll try any genre of tv once and i i'll even oh. do scary in tv i was gonna say it's a I short hour ask. right so, yeah yeah so I'm I'm like, the okay.
3: same way i won't do a scary movie but i can like watch haunting of hill house and be like it still uh, sucks hello, but i also like love house it. was amazing yeah. so yes i'm on okay. the train I'm the same way
1: uh-huh yeah i can do it in bites i can like okay we watched an hour i can only do an hour tonight of, of that mm-hmm. and that's easier than the hour and a half that a movie is right? i don't know <laughs>
0: <laughs> i've never tried a horror tv show i
3: think uh, it's because for me, this is what I, my theory is for just for myself. I think it's because it's a slower burn. There's less yeah. like immediate scary, scary, scary. It's like it'll take three episodes to get into the scariness. And even then, it's like not a full hour of scary all the time, you know? And, gotcha. that and it's
1: sense. about character, too. You're really yeah. studying the characters and their relationships versus like being jump scared, scared. or yeah. that like reason why you're paying 20 bucks to go to a movie
0: that makes sense yeah Mm -hmm.
1: so i I feel like i'm a consumer of all things i'll try it once but there are but it's really tv is is my go-to and then i'm i'm a gamer my husband and i are gamers and so i also love stories through games i love a good game Mm. especially like i hate to say it like a kid's game but if the story is good and something interesting is happening i will totally play that so
0: do you have a fave Favorite game? I know that's a big ass Something in the top tier. We'll put it that way. Um,
1: Anything, so I might get a little deep into my nerddom here, but anything Double fine does. So they do the costume quest games, and those are fun. I I also love candy, so that's a bonus. And then my all time favorite is I love puzzle games. So Portal is a pretty well known one. I loved Portal. And then I'm a Fallout girl. It's like a first person RPG and you know you go to different places there was one that was in my hometown Boston so for me like playing that was fun because I got to run around all the places I grew up and be like it's a desolate wasteland woohoo is it kind of (laughs) like Call of Duty but uh, um kind of yes and no so you're in that same like first person but you're playing against the computer versus there aren't other people in the world Mm, so it's all against non-player NPCs
0: Mm sounds bleak <laughs> it is
1: bleak but sometimes you kind <laughs> of so sometimes joke, you need well, it yeah when when we game we either like to play games there are, there are games we play where we build right we go to worlds and we create in those so some days we want to build and some days we play things like fallout or diablo where we want to destroy mm-hmm. depending on how good or bad our day is so it's kind of our way of like hanging out together at the end of the day and working out
0: good or bad <laughs> mm-hmm. that's awesome
2: that's Man. cool I'm glad you brought up gaming because we haven't talked much about it on our podcast. Mm -hmm. And that's totally a different way to consume storytelling and Mm -hmm. different worlds. That's really cool.
1: Yeah, it is. And I'm not a good gamer. Like, I'm terrible. Like, my niece came to visit and she already was like, auntie, you suck at this. Like, (laughs) she had picked up the computer, like, picked up the controller and within (laughs) an hour had figured it out. And I'm like, you know, i had been married to my partner for almost 10 years and I still stink at playing video games and but so that's why I think I'm drawn to story because if the story is good I'm willing to kind of put up with figuring out how to play and how to like get over those humps of the boss battles yeah but it is it's a different way to consume story which is cool
0: yeah that's so cool thank you for sharing that (laughs) do you have
1: the problem where you have to finish a book even if it's boring I feel like you guys talked about it a little bit but I (laughs) I do not like that (laughs) i'm like i started I definitely it definitely do i might need to finish it yeah
0: kudos i'm it's like just put a book down walk away never come back but
1: <laughs> not good at that no oh,
2: but how do i know if i truly hate it unless i finish it
1: See, i think that might be it it's like <laughs> that's it's true it. but sometimes the end
0: makes the it front end it. worth it a mm-hmm. little bit yeah it definitely can so that happened to me with Jane Eyre. I I saw the movie or a movie of it before I ever read the book. And it was one of those where it started off as a family movie night back when I was younger. And by the end of the movie, I'm the only one in the room. And I'm like, why am I watching this? Like, this is so boring. Everyone has left. And then the ending comes and I'm like, it was worth it. Like, I love just, Jane Eyre for the record. <laughs> it's, so it's the weirdest movie to have had that like revelation so with funny. but it was real
1: <laughs> that's so funny have you read the book though have you then like gone on to yes. read Jane Austen
0: at least well I don't know how many Jane Austen books I've read that one we had to read for English class in high school so luckily I had already seen the movie so I was like really pumped to read <laughs>
1: <laughs> that's how I got so into, to cause so I'd watched Emma, the Gwyneth Paltrow one slash been a Clueless fan, because I am of that age where Clueless is my movie. (laughs) And yeah, it's so good. It's terrible. And so because of that, I was like way into reading Emma. And then I read Emma and I was like, now I must read all of them. And I just was like, I think I've read all, but like Sense and Sensibility is maybe the one I didn't get to for whatever reason. But I mean, I went like to the Jane Austen Museum with my mom on vacation and the two of us are like nerding out and like we dressed up and like stood next to Mr. Darcy. Like my mom and I were just like the time of our lives. (laughs) Yes. Yes. I need to go and do that now. It was so fun. Where's the museum? Uh, There's a couple of them, but we were in Bath i've been to the one in Bath. yeah so we went to that one that was like part of it my mom was like i really want to go to bath and i was like yes Yes. jane austen (laughs) museum like we have matching pins and like we had too much fun like i have pictures of us just like dressed up and like having a grand old time in the jane austen museum it's fun oh
0: my god i know i feel like jane austen has a cult following
1: Mm
0: -hmm. truly
1: legitimately if I had the time and energy I'd like dress up and like go to like the dance classes you know like the reenactments yeah
0: Yeah, okay this is like a very random vague memory I have are you and your husband into like renaissance fairs yes we are yes okay that is that is my jam
1: (laughs) that is my happy place like I feel like again this probably all stems from the princess bride to be honest but i love Ren fairs and at least once a year we dress up in garb and the one here in washington state you can camp and we camp and i spend three days making dirty jokes and watching dirty shows and watching performers perform and it is a very good time it is <laughs> it's, it truly i started going when i was 16 and went almost every year since and like one of my best friends growing up we would do it together she worked the fair circuit for a while so we'd like I'd like go hang with her at fair. She'd work. And then at the end of the day, we'd like cram ourselves into like Aww. these cold campers and like crash. And it was fun. Yes. Was yeah. Fun. Yeah. I I love a good like dress up and reenact and pretend I'm in a different time. Like, yes, let's do it. Yes. <laughs> put on a corset. Put on some skirts. I'm yes. here. <laughs>
2: oh, my God. Awesome. Very cool. If you ever want to join me,
1: let me know. Day trips are also fun.
0: I'm going to need to rummage (laughs) through that closet because I do not have a (laughs) corset. I mean, it's funny because most people start, they go
1: the first day and they're like, they have like a flowy skirt, right? And like a flowy top. And then half the people are like, that's cool. And then the other half, by the end of the day, they are like garbed head to toe. They've like started their fair costume and they're like, get ready to do this for the rest of their lives so two (laughs) types of people
0: (laughs) that's awesome
2: all right well i heard that you brought a book and a tv show maybe today
1: yeah so the book actually my mom recommended to me my mom is an avid reader and so she's constantly like suggest like she's probably read every book out there she reads fast
2: people yeah Yeah. the best people to get recommendations from
1: yeah and you know I grew up with books everywhere and they're they're just we were always reading and so this was one when she visited she suggested and I was like okay I, I really want to read that I feel like I read somewhere like it was on Obama's list or something it was on like a bunch of book clubs so it's called The Vanishing Half by Britt Bennett and this was a, a dive into like a real novel instead of kind of a, a done it. often I read like the cozy mysteries right that yeah. take place in a different time and they'd solve murders by intuition which I love and is fun Ooh. but this was really interesting because it was it was about and we're gonna get heavy sorry y'all but well uh, I've been was I defi- was just gonna
2: say I looked up the cover <laughs> <laughs> this one's been on my list for a long time so I'm so excited you're talking about this <laughs> yeah it
1: was really good I mean just from the get-go the writing was amazing it was you could just the way she describes the places and the people and and this, it's really about race. And so even, like, mm. every skin color she described wasn't just, like, white or black. It was just, like, I was, like, highlighting, like, as white as sand or as black as tar. And so every, just her descriptions were way more just full of life and made the world more real. So it's mm. about, um, you're kind of following this these twins. And so they're from this place called Mallard. And it is, it starts off in 1968, 78, 82, 85, and 88. So it's from, you know, starts in the 60s and works through to the 80s. And in the 80s, you're following the daughter of one of these two twins. Now, they're two twins, they're white passing, but they're from Mm -hmm. this place called Mallard, where the goal is to be as white as possible. So you you marry lighter than you, you don't want to marry dark. And the twins Mm -hmm. vanish one year, they disappear, and then, like 20 some odd years later, one of them comes back with a baby as black as tar is how she's described and so coming home mm. with this very dark child mm-hmm. was, was like a big deal and so kind of the book you're following these two twins and the two different paths and one of them it's a little bit of a spoiler here sorry basically kind of is white passing and pretends to be white and then mm. marries a white man and nobody in her life knows that she is technically oh. a woman of color Okay. And so, yeah, you have these two twins and they're, they're very light. They look like, you know, any kind of white girl, I guess, but technically they are mm-hmm. black and in her, in their community are known as black women. And so they move out of this small town, they, they go to New Orleans, they the big city and they kind of fracture and these two twins kind of separate from living the same life and they kind of take two different paths and I think my mom suggested it to me because I always joke. So I am half black and half white. Mm-hmm. And I'm very light, whereas my sister is much darker. She kind of looks more Hispanic than anything. Mm-hmm. But I always joke that I went white and my sister went black. And so I think that's why my mom suggested it to me. She was like, hmm, mm-hmm. so do you think <laughs> that way, which uh-huh. is fine. I mean, I guess it's just who we are as people. Mm-hmm. She did grow up in New Mexico and was born there. and So that's kind of where she has, I think, a little bit more of that, like... Latina kind of yeah. feel to her, whereas mm-hmm. I definitely grew up in, like, Massachusetts. I right. <laughs> high school Big in difference. Massachusetts. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Cool. So it was really interesting. And so what I found interesting then was the white passing of the twins, she had to basically lie about her whole identity. She basically said her family was dead so that she didn't have to even find a way to cover up the fact that she comes from a place where black people are. So it was a really interesting kind of thought process about kind of how you as a person of color kind of pretend to be something you are, something you're not, to kind of get farther, mm-hmm. I guess, yeah. and especially in you know 60s through the 80s. What's interesting, too, so then you're following the twins and then at the same time, you kind of go back and forth you pop between the 60s and then back to the 80s and then back to the 60s and back to the 80s so then you're kind of paralleling the dark daughter the very black daughter in her life and she kind of meets a man who is uh, transgender I believe so he was a she and is now he Mm
4: -hmm.
1: and and how like you know which is very new in the 80s yeah and kind of just their relationship and how they're kind of working through different barriers at different times so it's 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 a really good read and very well written and and i just it it had me kind of just thinking about for me as a woman of color who could be white passing kind of thinking about those times in my life where i've totally had to do that or i've totally just like or even like i used to live in new york city and everyone assumes you are when you kind of look like everything they assume you are whatever they are so like Mm -hmm. i'm in harlem and they think i'm black i'm in spanish harlem and they think i'm hispanic i'm down in astoria they think i'm greek i'm like hmm. i'm like all and half those things <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> <That's> <laughs> they always so claim me and i'm like sure <laughs> you know
0: yeah. yeah i can see times where like that can be really nice because then like especially in new york if you're if you're kind of able to like go to different neighborhoods and feel connected to it it's like this is great like i can be a part of all these different communities but then at the same time you're like yeah but i'm, j- I'm just kind of floating through like it's not me it's, me you know
1: yeah it's sometimes hard to know where to belong as a multiracial person and i think this definitely addresses that in some ways like how do you figure out which bucket you fit in or mm-hmm. i know you lisa were watching blackish Oh um, yeah. <laughs> and my favorite episode is the the one about rainbow I don't know if you've gotten that far yet and yeah. she talks about but it's before they started the spinoff mixed-ish so mm-hmm. it's kind of the backdoor pilot and she talks about like she went through her like white girl phase and then her black girl phase and then her like whatever phase and I was like yes I feel that I yeah. feel that so much not knowing what bucket I fit in or you mm-hmm. know I am a I am a black woman but I was raised by a white woman in New Mexico and then Massachusetts. So I don't have things like the black roots so to speak. Right. My mother definitely celebrates Kwanzaa and definitely tried to bring us into our black heritage, but she's a white woman, simple as that, and she did mm-hmm. her best. But at the same, you know, I didn't have the background of going to hang out with the black so I don't know how to say that without. <laughs> you know, it just wasn't something we did and not by her own fault, by dad was not a part of it and we lost touch with that side of the family but even now i think she's facebook yay she's actually reconnected with them so oh, that's, that's awesome. cool yeah right so it was just you know the product of a white woman in a white world so i just mm-hmm.
0: totally. kind of tend to yeah. lean that way totally hear that yeah and i think like i've heard that too from friends in the past that like Like if you're someone that's biracial and so you're kind of in two communities, but you're also kind of not like those markers that kind of deem you like in the club, in like the B side, like, you know, like the deep cuts of this community. Like if you don't have that connection through like parents or whatever, like friends when you're growing up, like some people are like, oh, like you're not enough of this to be deemed like part of us, you know?
1: which is a weird human thing (laughs) to like bucket us to be like you have to be all in one bucket Mm. Mm -mm -mm. but so i guess to bring this over to the other thing that i brought was younger the tv show so this was this is one of those weird things where like it was on my list Mm -hmm. and then i'm in like a bunch of random groups on facebook and the internet and whatever and (laughs) one of them is my favorite band and somebody in the group was like, Did you hear the cover of one of their songs in this TV show Younger? And I was like, No, but now I'm gonna watch it. So that's literally why I picked it up. <laughs> nice. <laughs> and <laughs> I love it. And that. I'm I'm also like I watched Lizzie McGuire back in the day these yeah. Nineties Kids. So I was yeah. like Hilary Duff, check. Hilary mm-hmm. Duff is yeah. I'm on board and yes. I peripherally knew who Sutton Foster was. So I kind of like hopped it on and started watching it and it was so you know, the idea that this woman had to pretend to be 26 when she's like 40 to get a job. And so it's kind of like, oh, she's that thing again where you're, and as this is women, as women of color in general, where we we fake it, we have to fake it, right? Mm -hmm. So Mm -hmm. pretend to be younger than we are, pretend to know more than we do so Mm -hmm. that we constantly can feel like we're enough or that Mm -hmm. we are on par with our male colleagues, which is so dumb. But also just like, I still feel it constantly, constantly like, Did I mess that up because I'm a woman? Well, shoot, it's going to come off as real bad
0: versus Mm. like, oh, no, it's fine. It's so weird holding both those truths at the same time, like knowing you are code switching and wanting to be just like authentically you, but then also knowing like what is kind of indirectly being asked of you to be able to like, quote unquote, fit in and like climb whatever that corporate letter, whatever the situation is where it's like, if I assimilate like things will go easier for me in some situations but I'm not necessarily being true to who I am like and it's like frustrating to deal with those
1: yeah Yeah, which I think actually that show addressed really well it was like an interesting contrast of her like faking being in her 20s and then like going back to her real life and like kind of that juxtaposition so
0: that show is so good I watched um two seasons of it I didn't realize there were so many of them (laughs) there's like seven yeah Yeah. but yeah so I think the the main character I think she like gets divorced right like in her 40s yeah
1: so her husband like cheats on her and like she's like and so she was like a perfect mom right she gave up her dreams of being a publisher so that she could raise their kid kids off to college finds her husband cheating so she goes and like Tries to get a job, and the opening sequence is her trying to get jobs. And as soon as they find out she's forty, they're just like, "Boop, nope, no, thank you." But honestly, yeah. that's super real. I have a a friend of my husband and I who, he's been working as a graphic designer for like twenty-some odd years. He's amazing. He's really good, okay. and. He basically, because of his age, keeps getting rejected. So then he took, Aww. he shaved, like, 10 years off of his resume and his getting calls, like, constantly. Oh,
4: wow.
1: Yeah. So he just took off the, like, lower years of working for a yeah. company because he worked at the same place and just kept his, like, management years and, like, upper, and then, like, sh- and, like, all of a sudden recruiters are coming at him. Wow. So it was like, yeah. So ageism is real. The algorithm oh, yeah. out there when, you know, they're putting out looking for jobs they're looking for a young age which is like what I know I know age shouldn't matter who cares how old you are or how many years you've worked if
0: you can create good things right yeah well and people are working so late into their life like if you're 60, that doesn't necessarily mean you're right around the corner or like 58. It's like, I could have 10 more years of work. That's 10 years of like yeah. knowing the systems, being an investment. Like, you know,
1: yeah. People aren't retiring at 62. They <laughs> no. can't, can't afford yeah. it. <laughs> you know, I don't know anyone who's like, yeah, I'm 62, I'm going to be done. I know. Most people like, at least, you know, I feel like I hear the, like, I'll retire. Maybe like, yeah, my mom's that age. She's not retiring anytime soon. Yeah. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, I have a family member that's like, I'd like to work till 67. And I'm like, ugh, like by choice? Okay. Like <laughs> <By laughs> I mean, I don't
1: even want to work now. Right? To so, no. Not to I say know. that I don't I enjoy know. my job sometimes. It actually can be fun. But I don't understand this whole like work to play kind of thing in the mm-hmm. world where you work 40 plus hours a week to then like maybe have this much time with doing what you want to do or then imagine having like family having kids I mean I have a pet that's enough but I can imagine having like multiple children and a partner and you know friends trying to do with all that <laughs> yeah. on friends on top of like a nine to five like God, ah. I
0: know it's insane I don't know how people juggle that um, I don't I'm always yeah. like heads off to you because no Totally. Well, and I think that's where like, your work community ends up just like becoming your social circle, because you're like, I don't have any other time. Like, I'm just like doing this thing. And then I go home. So y'all are it. But bringing it back to younger, I like the show was super charming. I thought it was kind of funny that she passes like and i like that's not like it's not a slight on her she's wow. absolutely gorgeous okay but do you premise... get judy garland vibes
1: from her oh, yeah Does she not yeah. look like a young like i want her to play judy garland in the the movie about judy garland like she could be her it's i so far i went to look
0: up if she was like liza minnelli's child
1: <laughs> like i had to check
0: when well, she's like super graceful i don't know she just says class to her but it's more the fact that like you're just like fooling to be like literally half your age like and then these people are just like um yeah whatever get me coffee and you're like okay
1: great bye yeah it's great there's some really great characters it gave me ugly betty i don't know if any of you guys watched that oh i loved ugly betty it gave me some of the ugly betty feels and Mm. later on one of the characters from ugly betty that same actor will show up okay and he's fantastic I, love I mean and movie. like in my brain I'm like oh this is Lizzie McGuire as an adult side note so like I totally just in my brain it's
0: canon yeah <laughs> well and at, within the first two seasons I'm enjoying her character arc I'm like ready for her to kind of bust through some of these like cages I guess you could say of like stereotypes that she's put herself in of like Oh, I'm going to have like the successful partner and we're going to do this and I'm going to be this level by this age, you know, and she's like super successful. But it's like you can just feel like the cracks forming, like your earth is going to shake. Yeah, <laughs> just yeah. get ready. Things happen and people was find gonna out. I going to say, and... like
3: people have to be finding out. There's seven seasons, right?
1: Yeah. They do a good job of like people finding out slowly and in a slow order. So okay. you're not like. One person finds out and then they kinda like help keep it quiet and then like the next person finds out and they keep it quiet for varying reasons, right? And so they make it work and there's a reason to like keep the secret. Mm-hmm. But yeah, there's at first at first I was like, What? There's a lot of like really twenty six? Twenty I mean she's pretty but oh, okay. and they like dress her younger, which I thought was freaking right. like the clothes they put her in. You're like,
3: <laughs> oh God! Okay, I have to watch this immediately. And they're like, you're but insane. here's some Good. young
1: but, people talk. <laughs> yeah, but it's it's chart and she like translates the young people speak for the old
3: people, Aww. which is funny.
1: <laughs> and it's it's old enough too that even some of the the things they say, you're like, that's not a thing anymore. Like <laughs> I that know. that's not how we refunction but it's it's a good charming show they do talk about some really important things and I think you know they really bring talk about ageism forefront and are like this is a problem and it's interesting when it comes up you'll you know if when you watch the show there's certain things that happen and and I remember watching and being like oh my god you guys are all so ageist because you just oh my goodness and and seeing the characters work through that and get better than that and then Debbie Mazur is in it, I do yeah. all the Beethoven fans the movie back in the day with the, with dog. the dog yes, <laughs> mm-hmm. so Debbie Mazur, the, the bad woman uh-huh. in that, she's in this and she's fantastic um, she's
0: so good, I feel like she's like, I, I don't know, she's like the, common, the voice of common sense yeah. in my the eyes, the owl, I don't yes. know if you've
1: gotten that far, the old wise lesbian
0: yes, yes, the yeah. owl yes <laughs> <laughs>
1: so accurate yep, yeah it's it's a good fun show but it just yeah it and it was a nice light-hearted opposite to the very heavy book where they're very much talking about like hiding yourself for safety reasons too so i was like oh good because it did get heavy though it was a fast read
0: yeah like i said the pros so good definitely need to read the vanishing half i think i find Mm -hmm. code switching as like in general like a topic that we need to continually bring up and talk about because I feel like the more you hear it people kind of like oh what is that and then the second time it's like oh um okay and it's like each time it comes up like if you don't like if you're not in a position where you have to be code switching daily or it's just so ingrained that you're not thinking about it like I feel like it just weighs on people so much and that's one thing with the pandemic that I've talked to friends and colleagues about where it's like, I don't have to do as much of that because I'm not doing all those interactions and like trying to navigate, not having like microaggressions thrown my way, like, you know, unintentionally. Yeah. So it's, it's nice to see the juxtaposition of like this really like straightforward example and then this kind of playful like case for ageism. Yeah.
1: Yeah. But I I totally agree. I mean, I think that's part of why I left the office workforce is like, not only was I having to work, but I had to constantly just be battling the things that come with being in an office. And I'm also a firm believer in like, I could work from home. So (laughs) (laughs) I wanted to do that long before the pandemic. And I think working for myself made that way easier. That's awesome. So that yeah, you get but to write also, the rules. You do. But code <laughs> switching is hard, and I'm still not good at it. Like, I'm terrible, I feel like, at code switching sometimes. And, mm-hmm. and it, like, I know I should be doing it, and I'm like, nope, my brain is just not yeah. – I don't want to go there.
0: Well, I've thought about that with, like, small talk. You know, I feel like a lot – like, I've seen some of that where, like, people just kind of put on a front just to, like, make an encounter – peaceful and quick you know and I feel like the less we've had to make small talk in the past year and a half the more we're like I'm not really doing that like see ya I'm just gonna get out of here I don't miss that no I don't (laughs) at
3: all I'm absolutely anti-small talk so the pandemic was great for me
1: (laughs) (laughs) it's funny I don't mind doing it like when I'm going to networking events because that's the place for it in my mind like that's where you like start with the weather talk about the sports teams or whatever and then you move on but like in the office or on my day-to-day you're right I'm like I don't want to talk to you I don't don't converse with me right
3: it just if you don't have anything important to say just like walk away
1: like I don't yeah unless you're telling me you want to like go for a coffee and like have a conversation I don't want to talk to you
3: (laughs) Yeah. Bye. I've been
2: going into the office more lately and I have noticed since I've been back, people are just not really small talking with each other, which is fine by me. But I think you're right. Everyone's just like, whatever. We don't need that. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Just like in the kitchen together and no one's saying anything. It's fine. (laughs) (laughs) We can just coexist here together. It's fine.
1: (laughs) Right. Just kind of move a silent beings around yeah. each other
2: we don't have to fill the space with chatter all the time
1: or like uncomfortable questions just keep asking you and you're like i don't yeah. have an answer for you <laughs> right. i feel like crap and i don't want to like be not like yeah answering. i'm great when obviously i'm like tired and have a headache yeah and a deadline yeah
2: i <laughs> do not need to answer that
3: <laughs> i've become so grumpy <laughs> sorry i'm just thinking no
1: was it's valid like i mean reflecting I, on this yeah i don't like I like individuals. I don't like people as a whole. Yes, <laughs> I'm, I'm the discovered. same way. <laughs> <laughs> like small bits, one or two, I'm like five at a time. It's cool. And after that, I'm like, all right, that's a big enough group. We're done. Yeah.
0: <laughs> you all are a lot. I'm leaving. Bye. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Oh my God. I just, I, which is funny because at the same time, I'm, I don't, I firmly don't believe in things like introverts and extroverts because mm-hmm. I like both. I mm-hmm. sometimes want to like not put on a bra and be in my sweatpants and watch movies and be gross and TV and do whatever. And sometimes I want to put on a fancy dress and go out and socialize and have a good time at a party. I feel I'm both. I'm same. never like, well, I'm an introvert yeah. or an extrovert. Depends on my mood, depends on how much work I have, how rainy yeah. it is. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, is it warm? Can I, I wear
2: a cute dress?
0: Like... Because I'm game if there's a cute
1: dress involved. Yeah,
2: <laughs> I definitely think it's a sliding scale.
0: Mm-hmm. It also depends on like for social interactions who I'm going to be spending time oh, with. Yeah, you yeah, know, yeah. there's some people that really fill that cup, and there are others who are like. I'm going to need to be alone in a room for like an hour after
2: this. I need a lot of energy, yeah, Yeah. to go into this. Right.
0: I need to plug in my extra battery to get through
1: this Mm -hmm. particular interaction. It's like really cool
0: when you realize it. I feel like it took took me a while to kind of understand what recharging by yourself really meant or why that came up. You know, like your brain just feels like exhausted and you're like, I just was talking to people for an hour. Like how why am I tired? And you're like, you were doing a lot of stuff you weren't consciously aware of. So go relax. Things get hungry. I don't know if that's, mm-hmm. like, that's when I know I've been
1: using my brain, is that I'm I'm hungry. <laughs> I get that. I get that. Oh. Like, I'll come out of, like, a day of, like, working, like, a real work day, right? And I'll be like, whoa, okay. And I'm like, I'm hungry. Just not usual. Don't know why.
0: I can tell when I've been, like, when I've hit my social limit, because, like, I smile a lot, and I just feel it in my face, oh. and it like it travels up to my brain, and my brain's like, "Stop smiling, <laughs> <laughs> Go somewhere else. <laughs>
1: I don't know have if masks
0: have help, to help it. with that. you can like at least cover the smile, yeah, I uh, feel like I'm still smiling behind it, then I'm like, mm, like I am not my eyes it. to smile without being, like, <laughs> you're right.
2: <laughs> I do that definitely. <laughs>
0: I was thinking about that today as a bit of a tangent, but I was waiting for the bus to get home. And there I I was in like the UW area. And there were so many students walking around with masks on outside. And at first, I'm like, good for all of you, you know, Mm -hmm. just being responsible. But then I just, you know, I just kept making eye contact with people. And I'm like, we are completely, we have learned how to just, like, re-see people, you know? Like, you can't see the bottom half, but it's all an eye game yeah. now, you know? <laughs> it is. It's so Definitely. true.
2: That's so funny. I was and thinking like the nod. today. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> I do Definitely. some, like, shrugging.
1: <laughs> right. Bigger gestures. We're all on stage now. So we all do, like, big <laughs> gestures at each other over Zoom.
0: <laughs> I sat in a seat on the light rail that like is supposed to be for like wheelchairs or you know kind of like if somebody needs this you need to get up and so this like elderly woman walked on and she kind of looked at it and walked away and I just like made eye contact with her and like pointed at the chair and I mouthed behind my mask like (laughs) do you want to sit here and all she saw was me like (laughs) she's like no away just like i am not gonna sit next to you <laughs> i don't know what is happening
1: oh man i'm trying right oh my god
2: i'm trying to be friendly
0: I'm
3: trying.
0: well that's a super cool combo yeah <laughs> oh, That's
3: a great combination yeah
0: oh yeah. you know what when you were describing the van vanishing half it kind of made me think about little fires everywhere and now yeah. that you know like it's not like the two main like mothers in the in the book and the tv show it's not like they're related but you do see I I think it's a lot of like seeing two different worlds like racial socioeconomic and seeing like how they deviate and like getting a deeper glance into each of them because it's not like Any one person has a perfect life or is a perfect person, you know, but what they're going through it like different, but still very relatable, I don't know, family situations.
3: And then Mm -hmm. also just the choices that the color of their skin presented them at the time that they were growing
1: up. Mm. Yeah. And what they choose to do with that. Mm -hmm. Right. And so... Yeah, it's it was interesting. And even as I was like kind of like reading through again and rereading some of the beginning, I was like, Oh, okay, some of these second parts of the book kind of made mm. more like the things mm. that felt offhand earlier were actually kind of actions that they purposefully took later on, which was mm. interesting. Oh. Okay. So, yeah. It it's a really well written book. I, I was
4: really
1: wanna read it. Yeah, I, I thoroughly enjoyed it and I was like, Okay, I gotta get back on the like novel bandwagon. Like, not all the time, but just Switch it up a little yeah. bit. I don't need to be reading yeah. the same, like, six series about this same but different <laughs> FBI agent saving this <laughs> town from some horrible serial killer. Are we
0: going to figure it out? I don't know. That
1: book sounds really great to me, though. Like,
3: <laughs> I'm kind of into that one.
1: Yeah. yeah. I mean, this basically... So, I... What I like about this... I don't want to own those, right? I don't need to buy that many right. of those books. So, mm-hmm. I... I am not an Amazon fan. I do not like Bezos, but you know what? Kindle. Amazon, Kindle mm-hmm. is my jam. Okay. I can, And then we have the, like, whatever their, their like, the bookstore is where you yeah. borrow the books. Oh, Why yeah. i yes. losing um, the name of it.
2: Kindle Unlimited.
1: There yes. we go. Thank you. And so because I don't need to be buying these books mm-hmm. at insane speeds and prices, I can just, like, borrow them, read it, and then go through it. So... That's my bread and butter. That's what I read all the time. That's what I love. They're ridiculous and hokey. But it's nice to have that. It's nice to
2: have something you know that you are going to enjoy.
1: Yeah. You know it's going to end up happy. They're going to probably end up with some dude at the end. Yeah. With
3: a hot firefighter (laughs) that, you know.
1: Well, so, like, my number one of those series are the Stephanie Plum novels. I've been reading those since I was a teenager. Mm
0: -hmm.
1: So, one for the money, two for the dough. And it's, there's, oh, we're at like 28. Yeah. <laughs> I've read a so couple of those. Number. So it was one of those, like, my mom would get it out of the library. So yep. we were library book people. And so when it would come out, she'd like, she'd borrow, she'd, we'd rent the book, she'd read it, and then I'd read it. So we'd like both rent, like, borrow books and then switch. So that was that kind of that series, which they're laugh out, love funny. They're ridiculous. They're fun. You know, she's a terrible bounty hunter. And <laughs> watching her fail but still succeed is
0: so entertaining I love it. <laughs> that sounds so relaxing at the end of the day too
1: yeah I they're a little and... less <laughs> serious than like the serial killer ones where like they're yeah like a little graphics <laughs> like sometimes I delve into the like gory graphic and I'm like okay this is very uncomfortable and now I have to go recheck my doors make sure they're locked three times yep. I hope there's not a serial killer in the neighborhood because <laughs> <laughs> I'm now convinced there might be just based off my book
0: And your brain is like planning what to do if someone is (laughs) injured.
1: Yeah. (laughs) Right. I'm like, okay, this is where the axe is in the house, just in case we're good. And (laughs) and then it's like two of axes.
0: All right. I
3: need to get myself an axe. I know.
0: Okay. Well, switching it up. We're going to do some rapid fire questions for the first time ever. (laughs) We call them, them. Yeah. Not god. so rapid fire. <laughs> <questions>. Yeah, <laughs> we have more questions for you. We were like,
3: oh my god, rapid fire questions, and then we started thinking of questions. We were like, these are not <laughs> these. These take like thought. So I don't.
0: How about like? Don't worry too hard about having the perfect answer. Questions. <laughs> yes. Huh?
3: First thing to come to your mind, or you know, word association
1: you want. questions. Play that game in school. Sure. Right, where you'd say something and you had to like associate.
0: Are you ready? No, I'm kidding.
1: <laughs> it's weird we being on the other <laughs> end of this, because normally I'm doing yeah. the asking.
2: Three words that describe your favorite books, TV shows, or movies right now.
1: Um, Good pacing. <laughs> it's really important. Ooh. Interesting characters. I can't have words. I have, like, phrases, maybe. So characters, no, that's pacing. Perfect. Beautiful. Um, that's perfect. Good visuals. I love a good visual. Good visuals.
3: Good visuals. Yeah. Okay. What is the last show that you binged?
1: It was Younger, but I'm currently binging Buffy the Vampire Slayer. (gasps) Oh. Oh. First time? No, third time, but it's my husband's first time, and then we're listening to
0: the Buffering podcast as we go. Oh so, that's fine mm-hmm. That's so fun. I love that shows do that now. Yeah. <laughs> Shout out to Office Ladies. <laughs> yeah. I don't know if they were the first, but they really kicked it up a notch. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Man. Okay. What's your go to pod? Um, <laughs>
1: my go to podcast. I think the one I listen to the most, probably because it's short and it's just daily news, is What A Day podcast. Is kind mm-hmm. of my my like daily news one. I'm really into getting curious with Jonathan Van Ness. That's kind of been the other mm-hmm. one. Yeah. yeah um, that's a good one. He's I just love his energy and I love learning about weird, random things I never thought that I'd want
2: to learn about.
1: So those are kind of where I'm at right now.
2: What is your favorite hobby right now?
1: Gardening, even though it's not gardening season. that's a good one yeah we buying a house means we picked up gardening and it's actually a lot of fun I love growing vegetables and I love growing things that's awesome okay
3: I need you to teach me everything because I did not buy a house but I am renting like the first floor of a house Mm -hmm. right now and it comes with its own garden space and I do not know what I'm doing (laughs) I just like planted some flowers
1: we, trial and error, we, we didn't know what we were doing when we started, even though we both came from gardening families, my husband and I. It was just like, yeah, we were like, we're doing this, we have property. And so, like, the first year, it was just, like, tomatoes, I want to say, and, like, green beans, and then we kind of grow each year. And mm-hmm. it's it's a lot of trial and error. We grow in raised beds because we live in West Seattle, and yeah. the soil's not great. That's what I have, mm-hmm. too.
4: <laughs>
1: so I think it's just finding the vegetables you want to grow and you want to eat, like, I don't really like vegetables, mm. but I love homegrown vegetables. So like, I don't like tomatoes, but I try one every year cuz we grew it and they're also okay. beautiful, yeah, frankly. That's fair. Be- tomatoes are beautiful. They may not.
3: That's a
2: good
1: Yeah. <laughs> you know, I love growing. Like I love string beans and I love peas and I love the things that we can grow out of our garden. We grew potatoes. There's potatoes behind me, you know, that I think they might have gone bad. But, okay, you know. that's so cool. <laughs> so it's yeah, one of those things potato. where we we started small and we just we keep getting bigger and bigger and it's truly trial and error and failing and start with things like herbs like basil is a okay, really good I easy do, one. I have like indoor herbs, mm-hmm. but I
4: guess You can do outdoor outside. herbs. Oof.
1: Yeah. Find a, a vegetable rosemary. you want to, you love and okay. want to grow. There's so, and then we can grow greens here through the winter. So that's always that's cool. True. So if you like um, kale and nice chard like, our Swiss mm. chart is beautiful out front, and we didn't even try. And
0: then the stuff we tried <laughs> failed, so. All right. What is one way you like to take care of yourself? Dance class. So I,
1: I am an ex-dancer. I was trained to be a dancer from the age of three to the early 20s, and then I got boobs mm-hmm. and my body gave out. I got injured. All sorts of things happened. So I quit for a long time, and then I went to school, started working, And then I like gained weight and just sat around. It was miserable. And so finally we joined a gym pre-pandemic and then took a break during the pandemic because no, I'm not going to (laughs) go breathe (laughs) in that other people's (laughs) space like that. But for me, I love a good Zumba class, a like cardio dance fitness, a hip hop class. So I take those and I get to pretend I'm 20 year old me dancing away like I was. I mean, it's not the same. It hurts sometimes. And oh, yeah. my knees and hips are not the now same. now I've
3: got more questions for you because I was yes. also a dancer. So, is there like a studio that you like that you go to? So, like, how do you get back into it? Because I probably stopped dancing when I was 20 when I had like my ankle, a lot of ankle issues. That, the injuries come and, and, and you're like, like
1: done.
3: <laughs> mm. <laughs> it's over. The second you stop, you can't go yep. back. But I was like, ah, oh, there's like a studio around here before COVID. I was like, walk by and I'm like, maybe I want to do it again. I don't know. But I'm like, I'm not uh, it's just such a weird feeling after like 8 years to just walk into a studio again and be like yeah I'm there. Yeah.
1: So <laughs> I I didn't join a like a dance traditional dance studio although I missed that. I I joined a gym that has dance classes and oh, I okay. and so I started with like I was like I'm going to take Zumba, right? Little yeah. white ladies can do it. I as an ex-dancer mm, can pick yeah. up Zumba. And so I just started doing those. And then one of the dance teachers became a friend, and she, she teaches what is called dance cardio fitness, so it's not Zoom, but she basically Ooh. takes YouTube videos, like the fitness martial and stuff, and then we learn them, and then she teaches them to us. And so she'll like oh, even send me the videos fine. ahead of time. Yeah. So you're learning hip hop slash workout dance routines, but it's just via my gym if i had more energy and didn't live on west seattle island i might like seek out other places to take classes but i lucked out and found a gym with like good zumba teachers and then i Mm happen to have this dance cardio fitness where i get to like a couple times a week that's
3: exciting dance
1: and you know it's fun shake my booty
3: learning routines yeah like
1: old school routines and like
3: it's great oh my
1: god kickball change and all that that. good stuff Oh, my gosh. Y'all, I want to dance. I want to do it. But actually, wanna. I will say Zumba Let's is really open for anybody. Like, it's honestly yeah. just, like, a lot of step-touch-in. And, and, like, even if you think you don't have rhythm, nobody cares. Zumba's Literally, fun. nobody cares. Yeah, especially when you get, like, yeah. a big class and a group of women and y'all start
0: wooing at each other when your body rolling. Yeah. And it's like,
1: yes, we are strong. We got this.
0: Yeah okay random question that's not on the list (laughs) do either of you or any of you watch the youtube channel i think it's like 1 million it's a dance studio i believe in south korea and oh it's so cool okay send it to me i'm not a youtuber
3: i need i need Rex. so
0: (laughs) i will i will send this to you both it will be in the show notes it's such a cool dance studio and like their, their videos are like a class, like learn to dance. And so the first, they'll have like the segment of the dance done by like multiple rounds of people. And I think the first round is like the instructor and whoever, like couple people are going to dance with them. And then you like see different groups of people go. And it's really fun. You start to be like, maybe I could do this too. Yes. Like yes. start learning. That's cool.
1: Yeah, there's a lot of that out there too. So like the fitness Marshall, he basically... Was like a dancer and then he like didn't make it right like 90 percent of us don't and so then he just started like doing routines to pop songs on youtube and that just got him popular and, and they're fun and, and then he does this like commentary too so like we just watched one where he's it was like hurricane a song hurricane he's like you're like a hurricane and he's like telling you to hurricane as we like you know roll your body and i'm like cracking up because his commentary is classic So it's kind of that fun, like you get a commentary and a dance routine,
2: Mm.
1: so yeah. Yeah. I love me a dance class.
2: What's your favorite color and why?
1: Purple. Why? (laughs) Mm. Um, Probably, so it was at the time my favorite aunt's favorite color when I was younger. Now I just think that I've adopted it as my color. So I love the color purple. I think it's unique you don't really find it in nature often
0: and when you do it's such a treat you're like oh my gosh like these flowers are gorgeous Mm
1: -hmm. yeah Yeah. also
0: my birth flower is purple so that might have something to do with it the question that's written on here is favorite color slash what color are you and why (laughs) and (laughs) if i were a color i might be
1: a periwinkle Ooh. So it's like that what bluey purple, but yes. like light and like flittery yeah. and kind of whimsy.
0: It's like playful but calm at the mm-hmm. same time. Which is yeah. funny because
1: I don't think certain people
0: would describe me as calm. <laughs> hey, have you got that calm inside? You know, whatever. <laughs> I don't know that I'm
1: calm inside either, but I like to pretend I'm calm. Have you? I don't know. So I'm really into TikTok these days because it keeps me occupied. It's like a good scroll thing. And there's this whole thing about cosplaying. It's like cos it's like a sing song and it's like cosplaying as an adult. I can't do I have no tone. I can't sing. I'm so sorry, everybody. <laughs> but it's this like, you know, cosplaying about being an adult and I feel that a lot. Like I'm I'm cosplaying, mm. being a functional, holding it together adult.
0: Like ta da, I did yeah. it. Yeah. I studied the
3: character yeah. and mm-hmm. here
0: I am in the costume.
3: <laughs> okay. What is one dream space that you'd love to design?
1: I would love to do, and this definitely goes back to dance, a theater, like a stage theater mm-hmm. and the adjoining studios. I hate <laughs> I've danced in too many studios with columns in the middle of the studio. Like, what is that? <laughs> 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 and you're like
0: what? budget constraints. I, I mean, yeah. so
1: <laughs> I I'm gonna I'm, I feel like I've dissed the Ailey School. This I did on my podcast. I'm gonna do it here. So I danced at the Ailey School briefly in New York City when I was younger, and. They, so I was at their old building and then they like had a brand new building built on like 55th street and it's this beautiful Mm -hmm. brand new building. But like some of the studios, there's like a column in the floor in the middle and like, and it's not like smack in the middle. It's in the back half of the the studio, but still that's a whole section that you're cutting off from like
3: from the floor,
1: you know, or like I just sometimes I'm like, what a weird studio space. Why is there a column here? I love to design studio spaces that are open and functional and <laughs> yes. I know they exist. So yeah, but I, I, really, but I also love the idea of a theater just because I grew up in the theater. I was a performer. My mom was a stage manager when I was a kid. So I Aww. love, I love the theater, the theaters, you know, I love going to see musicals. I love going to the opera. So I, I would love to do a performance space and really, and especially now in COVID and how, how performance will be different? Like, will we sit in pods? Will we have removable chairs? Because we can no longer squeeze people in audiences the way we used to. Yeah. So, how do we how do we safely still sit in space? And how are we going to like redesign space and, and public performance spaces to be safe?
0: And pod viewing sounds really sci fi designy. <laughs> like, right? Like, in. I'm in my pod. This is my safe space. Yeah. So. It feels very almost utopian or dystopian, depending on, you know, your take (laughs) on it. Everyone just gets into an auditorium, but then sits in their own pod and like. Yeah, well, I mean, like we have the
1: idea of theaters and boxes, right? So like the the upper boxes, did those then go down into the lower ranks as well? Like, I'd be Mm -hmm. curious.
0: Here's another (laughs) curveball. What's your biggest pet peeve? (laughs) (laughs) What's my biggest pet peeve? (sighs) Boy, off the top of my
1: head. not stopping properly at a stoplight and this is because Mm. i do not drive and so this is going to i'm sure get people very angry i actually don't have a (laughs) license i am a theoretical driver i have read the driver's manual (laughs) in multiple states but i have never i haven't driven a car since i was a teenager and i don't drive
3: oh my gosh Uh but i live
1: on a very busy intersection and the number of people i see that don't know how to like stop properly or read the signs or like they stop on the sidewalk instead of stopping before the sidewalk the, wa- the cross crosswalk the cross. thank you or they'll stop on the the bike so like we have a bike lane right in front and like because it's a greenway so there's a space for bikes to be in they'll like sit there and expect the light to change it can't see you it can't sense you unless you sit where the sensors are people just don't get that so i and i mean in the summertime like i get angry like i'll sit out there and be like no back (laughs) but it's just it's terrifying because people will also like it's a long light it's a poorly timed light and people will like run the red light because they think it takes too long and the number of times I have almost seen people die freaks me out so I think it's it's really my biggest pet peeve right now because also then like there's a pandemic and I just sat out my window and watched people drive poorly so that definitely was a stressor yeah
0: (laughs) yeah Stop in the stop proper place, please. Safety. Mm -hmm.
2: All right, we have a series of this or that questions. Okay.
0: The real (laughs) rapid. This (laughs) is
2: actually fast. Okay, fiction or nonfiction.
0: Fiction.
2: Fiction. (laughs) Pizza or tacos. (laughs) That's easy. (laughs) Pancakes or waffles. Waffles. Comedy or drama
1: comedy but i love a dramedy (laughs) or a draw like like a mix so a comedy with a little bit of drama and vice versa
2: yeah the salty sweet of tv (laughs) definitely halloween or christmas halloween because i like candy season
1: smarties are everywhere (laughs) okay
2: last one cats or dogs
1: dogs
0: Yeah. Pug mom, pug mom over here. <laughs> I love my pug butts, but they're very
1: cat-like dogs. They, they like purr mm-hmm. sometimes and they stretch. Are... Yeah, and and oh. Mister Neelix, that's the, my current dog. Like likes to just like rub up against you like a kitty. So they're he sits on the back of my sofa like a cat.
3: Wow, yeah, that's adorable. Yeah, pugs are the it's the true. cats
1: of the canine world. <laughs> they have attitude. Also... They let you know what they want, don't
0: want communicative we're here for communicative <laughs> animals yeah
3: <laughs> okay next one is what's one thing you're really excited about right now what am I really
1: excited about right now <laughs> if anything <laughs> it's so I don't know I'm, I'm in that weird point where like a lot of good things have happened and so I'm kind of in the like the down dip mm-hmm. before
2: that's relatable you know <laughs>
1: So I'm I'm looking forward to twenty twenty two. It's also gonna be really busy, I realized. Like I, I've made some future commitments. I'm like, oh darn. I'm starting to, to <laughs> like really settle in a little bit, but yeah. it'll be good.
2: Last one is where can people find you?
1: You can find me a couple of places. I am on Instagram. My personal slash business design one is KS Shea Designs. You can also find the podcast design over drinks podcast on Instagram. Those are kind of the two major places. Mm. I have, like, a Facebook for the business, but it's nothing. It's it's, it's there <laughs> because there. you're supposed <laughs> to have it. Instagram's more important. Yeah, it's Facebook really the Instagram. <laughs> yeah. You can also follow the pug yeah. at Pugs. Yeah. Oh, yes. You know, just in case. That's very important. So, but yeah. the Instagram <laughs> is definitely, like, my personal one where it's a lot of us just, like, husband and I gardening, sometimes the doc- me going on walks, every once in a while i'm like design i do design i promise (laughs) and then like i said earlier the podcast one is light visually because that's a lot of darn work and i just at this point i haven't figured out (laughs) how to get that far but you can find uh links to the episodes there awesome awesome
0: Kendra, it's been so nice to have you on the podcast. And we can't wait to come meet you on your podcast, Design Over Drinks. Yeah. No, this has been <laughs> super
1: fun. It's been fun chatting with you guys. And I'm excited uh, to, to talk design with you guys and really focus on kind of that aspect of it. And and Jamie, as an ex-dancer, we might talk dance a little bit, too. Just, Yay! Okay. I really Because I, I firmly believe that the the arts as a whole all connect and that does include design in a lot of ways and we're all creative people so definitely i'm excited
2: me too well thanks for hanging out with us kendra
0: this was awesome and we'll see you all next time Thanks for listening. Links from today's episode can be found in the show notes on our website, whatshareadindude.com. We'd love to hear from you. If you have anything that piqued your interest or you want to share, email us at wrdpod at gmail.com. Maybe we'll feature you on the pod. You can find us wherever you listen to podcasts and also on Instagram at wrdpod. Follow us and stay up to date on future episodes. Like, leave a review, tell a friend. You get the idea. Music for this podcast was created by Kalindo. Find him on Instagram at TheRealKalindo. Stay inspired and we'll see you next week.